0: What's going on, guys? Welcome to It's Not Polite to Ask with my interim co-host, Mr. Brandon Shaw. I am your host, Albert Distrata, and today, guys, we're ready to rock. We got a great episode for you. Brandon and I both had a recent birthday that we celebrated. Brandon doesn't like to talk about his birthday, so we won't talk about it. I turned 36. And uh, we had some shenanigans, Brandon. Did you have a good time for your birthday?
1: Had a good birthday. All I'd like to say on the matter, not a birthday guy. Brandon hates birthdays. We all know. Team, no birthdays. 364 good days a year. My birthday's not one of them.
0: When we went out to the bar to celebrate Brandon's birthday, he specifically said, no one tell anyone it's my birthday and we're not here for any particular reason other than group enjoyment.
1: Yep. And everyone has an equal voting right as to what we were going to do that evening. Not a birthday guy. So Brandon's confirmed crazy. Correct. And we knew that a long time ago, though, before the birthday thing.
0: Speaking of his insanity, I had a little fun on my birthday, Brandon. So you weren't here for this, but I'm going to share it with the listeners. A very personal and very real story that happened. Um, and this gives you an insight as to what my dating life is like and why I'm probably not going to win the married by 40 and stay married for seven years bet that we talked about in a previous episode. So, the, uh, for those who didn't hear the previous episode, by the way, the wager was I, I, as a 36-year-old, had to be married by the time I'm 40 and stay married for seven years after that in order to win a sizable amount of money. Uh, the early betting is in, Brandon, and the there's not a lot of faith in the betting community on my side.
1: Very much looking forward to some type of vacation home when I win this wager. It's going to be good for me.
0: <laughs> so... Uh, Uh, Moving on into what actually happened on my birthday, Uh, I played a poker game um, at a local casino in Florida, and our poker crew has been doing sometimes customarily, we've been going out and having some drinks, and everyone knew it was my birthday, so we wanted to have a good time, and we had drinks at the poker game. Now, prior to the game, this particular young lady who I had been and talked with, we'll call her Paulina
1: in talks with were you negotiating like a contract extension is she potentially gonna go I, play for the hornets <laughs> why am i so bad at that you're right i we were dating you were there dating you go. yeah why do i stay in
0: talks you're right That's i don't know because you think you're a general manager out here <laughs> yeah okay her and i were dating uh, for a couple months and it's it starting to get to that you know when you get to that point of the relationship brandon where it starts to get like you both know that you're pulling in weird directions then you're kind of like not feeling with her and then she tries harder or tries less and then you try more and then it's bad like You know, when you get in that
1: awkward phase, I guess you've been watching a lot of my dating, huh?
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's that's where we it was. It was very palpable. We're getting to that awkward thing. Like even before the poker game, I had kind of a call that was not going great. It was awkward. It was short. She was mad at me. probably had to do the fact that I'm playing poker on my birthday instead of hanging out with her.
1: Could be. Could be very,
0: very likely. But again, I'm looking at this through my very ignorant eyes. So yeah, who, who are we to
1: speculate? But so, yeah, definitely that's what that's what it was for. 100%. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no more speculation.
0: I innocently go to a casino to play poker with my buddies and drink. Clearly I'm doing nothing wrong. And during the game she, What'd she say when you invited her? Yeah, we didn't invite her. Whoops. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> and during the game she uh no but during the poker game she texts me this whole message that seemed like when I sent it to our buddy Jarrett like Lawrence, who's going to be on next week's episode, spoiler alert, a highly acclaimed dating coach. He basically told me, dude, this girl just broke up with you on your birthday. Oh, for sure. Yeah. There wasn't a
1: big doubt in that for
0: me. Like, you saw the text as well. I you did. thought it was a breakup
1: text. right? I did. Yeah. It looked like a am done. Yeah.
0: Okay. So my impression was, okay, we, we kind of just broke it off and that's fine. It's my birthday. I'm drinking at a poker game in a casino. I'm getting messages and calls from all sorts of people wishing me happy birthday.
1: Devil's advocate, though. Do you think that she maybe felt that way when you didn't give her the birthday invite? Question mark, question mark, question mark. That's very true. Potentially. I don't know. I don't
0: know where she was at. But all I know, I had another girl who said, hey, happy birthday. What are you doing tonight? Would you like to get together for a drink? And in that moment, Brandon, my, I just said yes. I said, but listen, I'm playing poker. And when we're done, my friends and I are going to go to a establishment to have beverages. Mm-hmm. Would you like to join us there? And she said yes. So. The game ends around, I don't know, 12, We shoot over to the establishment. And we're having a drink. We have a nice little bottle and a table and the whole thing. And uh, the girl from that evening, we'll call her Christina, um, shows up and we're hanging out. Everything's going normally. We're in Pompano, Florida. We're having a great time. About 30 minutes before the place closes, out of nowhere, Paulina walks in. Now, Brandon, here's the thing. I didn't tell Paulina where I was going. I didn't post it on social media. Nobody that she knows knew where I was. And she lives in a very, very southern part of Miami. So she drove from South Miami more than an hour north on a Wednesday and just intercepts me. And it's just fireworks. It's literally the 4th of July in there. The two girls are yelling at each other. Paulina says, Albert, I'm your girlfriend. She's not my girlfriend. Albert, we're going home. We don't live together. And she, it's just, it just became a freaking melee between the two girls.
1: So let me just ask you, when are we going to make it official, Al? What's that, buddy? The name change to Flavor Flav. Like, when are we going to do that? Because this is clearly <laughs> some flavor of love type of, uh, what was it? Uh, hoops and uh, other another ridiculous name just battling it out for your love here.
0: You know, as a fellow reality TV flame out, I think I can relate with Flavor Flav. But, dude, I literally felt like I was wearing a giant chain with a gold clock on it because... I could not have felt dumber. They were doing the, tr- you know me, you know, I'm terrible in on any awkward or like adversarial scenarios. Oh, for sure. And they're asking me questions. The one girl's like, I met your mom. And she's like, did you meet his mom? And I'm like, uh, I don't, I'm not
1: taking any questions right now. Could have been somebody's mom. We're not really sure here. It was I'm sad. so upset that I missed this. This it, is, this is one of the most epic FOMO things that I've ever had. Oh, I, my buddies were
0: sitting next to me on the couch. were just like under their breath
1: like albert what, we, what, what do we what do you
0: want us to do, what do and i'm just like sitting there at one point christina gets up and they're like kind of jawing at each other and then she says you know what i've had it enough with this girl who crashed her party and goes you know what i'm gonna take my seat back and she sits back down on my lap yikes yeah she might as well just drop the fucking microphone dude it was insane they called each other hussy and names
1: it was wow it, hussy now that, I, now but now we're talking ears perked up you've got my attention because now we are fighting in the 1950s that oh, is incredible
0: it was it was a spectacle of course Did as you tell
1: her her apple pie is no good too
0: <laughs> the only thing she was missing was if paulina walked in with a bandana and a crying baby
1: just yelling at me that's literally the only thing that was missing from that scenario oh that's incredible i can literally picture it. that's amazing
0: <laughs> so uh
1: Nila, but let me ask you this wait i gotta uh, interrupt you because this is a deep fear of mine Did you check your car for some type of tracking device? Are we not going to talk about the fact that she knew where you were? There's no way that she's that good. Deep fear. I'm bringing, I'm going to find somebody that works for the FBI CIA and we got to like get your car debugged here.
0: I don't know how she did it, man. I think like one of the theories a buddy of mine had was she thought that she, I had told her I was at this place like two weeks prior with a friend. So she just drove to the casino and then somehow came to this place and saw my car outside. But I couldn't even get a straight answer with her because she was arguing with me about our stuff. And I'm like, can we just talk about how you showed up here? And she's like, it's not important.
1: It's a real what minimum no traffic hour 15, little bit of traffic, like hour 40 drive. Like that's a far drive. It's a haul, brother. It is a absolute haul. And I was that's like, a you need snacks type of drive. Like that's a big one.
0: 36 years old. I just turned, guys, and I've never had anything like this. Never had the situation where you get run up on by two girls. It was not fun. I'm not looking forward to it, and I basically went from two to barbecue because now we're back to the single life, big guy. We are back in the single lane. There you go.
1: Not a bad place to be. You'll be all right. I think it's, you know, it's... Just I just got to post some thirst traps on Instagram.
0: So, Brandon, for, for the listeners who aren't didn't just turn 30 like you did three days ago,
1: um, can you explain what a thirst trap is? Oh, a thirst trap is a picture-intended... To receive DMs, which are direct messages from members of the opposite sex. So, so you're, fishing,
0: you're fishing for feedback. It's something, it's a, you're telling me it's a picture they post that, like, they know guys are going to comment or say stuff for like, yeah. DM them about.
1: It's a totally. So it's a trap. It's a totally vain act slash trying to. It also works to make other people jealous. So, like, gotcha. girls, if they're, like, communicating with a guy and not getting, like, maybe the kind of responses that they uh, are, are normally accustomed to. Go to the thirst trap, get a little bit of attention.
0: Unbelievable that people like do this and resort to it now. Like that's first of all, part of me says, This is disgusting and like I can't believe that girls are resorting to this primarily. And it just really shows that our society's kind of messed up in a way. But the other part of me is like, man, I really gotta respond to that picture. Cause like it's (laughs) I'm like, damn it, she does look good in that photo. Like shit. But you but you have to it's like not eating a bad food. Like you have to like think about it, register her and be like, all right, I'm not gonna message her today. I might message her tomorrow because yeah. of
1: the photo. Yeah, yeah. you got to be like, what type of response is this trying to elicit from me? But it's really the funny thing is it's like the modern day version of like somebody passing a note to a different person, like in front of their crush. So while we like hate on it, we kind of did things like that growing up. Now it's just happening on the Internet. I like that.
0: OK, passing the notes. Yeah, I'm, I kind of dig that. I'm, I'm old fashioned with this stuff, man. I, I like the old school thing, but. I don't know, man. It's I feel like the, the problem is that the 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 notes all get passed to the girls with the most followers, right? It's like all these girls that that use Instagram as a vehicle are now the ones getting all of the notes. And it's not just your like your cutie girl next door crush. It's like some of these
1: girls that are just like, I don't know, these online divas, dude. What do you think? Cancel the rest of the show. I'm pulling the fire alarm. This is all we're talking about because it is infuriating to me. The attitude from some of these girls, once they hit a certain follower count, And we can discuss what that might be. They just become insufferable. I cannot deal with them. I I once they hit a a follower count, once they get a number of followers. Oh yeah, because they've received too much attention to this point on things that do not matter, like a picture of their breakfast, and like they they just get attention on it as though they posted like something comparative to Aristotle. Like it's unbelievable. People are like, "This is historic. Look at her breakfast," and that like makes you into a bad person. (laughs) The worst is when girls on Instagram post a
0: photo of them in like a bikini and then the caption or the theme behind it's supposed to be like the motivational thing or some other thing. It's like, dude, dude, no, 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 you're just showing us as much skin as possible. And you're pretending that the post is about something else.
1: And that's why I made the comment about like, we could sit here and talk about this forever. There's just so many things because we talked about the thirst trap and it becomes almost like everything's a thirst trap. There's a thirst trap every day. And at that point, it's just like, okay. You're trying to show a lot of skin, and I get that. And you're trying to get followers, and I get that. But you brought up a really good point, which is where they're trying to get, like, preachy via their comments of their ass. And I have no patience for that. The the, the best girls and the best people are the ones that don't take themselves at least too seriously. It's like something, something, reason to post my ass, and they're making fun of themselves. That I can at least get behind. But there's got to be, like, some type of number where you hit it in your head, and you're like, this many people follow me. I'm insufferable now.
0: Dude, I'm like <laughs> literally thinking that the other day. I was like, how come the humans with the least amount of actual depth always act like they're the deep philosophers on Instagram? They post these fugazi quotes like, less perfection, more authenticity. Meanwhile, I'm like, bitch, you're a stripper. I met at 1 a.m. on a
1: Tuesday. Like, slow your roll, Socrates. Chill the fuck out. Oh, it's just recycled garbage. And it's, it's so high horsey. It's unbelievable. But I'm telling you, like, what do you think the actual number is when somebody gets this amount of followers They start to become a little bit like people care about the things that I'm doing a little too much. So that's that. That was my next
0: question. I was going to ask you if there's a specific number, Brandon. I have two takes on this. Ready? I got two takes. I think it's a little bit has to do with regional location. So I think if you live in small town, Kentucky, you live in Fulton, Kentucky, and you have 10,000 followers, you're probably a really, really big deal. And it might start to spill into what we're describing, where it might get a little insufferable. But I think if you live in Miami or L.A. or New York, maybe the numbers closer to,
1: I don't know, 50,000. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think you're way off. I think it's way earlier than that. I think somebody in, like, Kentucky, if they have 2,000 followers, are going to start to get that way. But here in Miami, I think it's, like, a couple different tiers. It's, like, 5,000. Like, you're starting to maybe post, like, a lot of you guys have been wondering about my skincare routine. And, like, that's already, like, strike one. Okay, Then the next number is like 10,000 where like maybe you've gotten like a really low level sponsorship and you're posting like Jerry's whipped cream is the only whipped cream that's going to be on top of my gelatin. (laughs) And it's like, okay, I I, you're a special girl, but it's uh, I don't really think so. And then I think 25,000 is like I'm going to consider some act of violence against myself or something (laughs) like that to get away from you.
0: I got I got I got to tell you, I, I might use another metric more. Here we go. I think the insufferable metric is how many photographs on a girl's Instagram are just them at a location by themselves. So if you look at like their Ooh, top that's page, a good one. If it's just like them smiling in front of a park, and then one of them at a beach, and one of them at a at a pool, and one of them at a whatever. If there's not like pictures of them with other people doing stuff, like family, one. like whatever, that's when I know it's trouble. When we you really see like, like that. ten consecutive photos of just her. That or when you see a girl who posts 25 different unique stories in a day, those two things to me, I'm just like literally stabbing
1: myself in the eye with a number two pencil. How about this one? You ready for this? Give it to me. The new thing that's absolutely terrible is the ask me a question. Have you seen those? Where the girl posts ask me a question. Ooh, I have seen and I, my question is always, why are you doing this? <laughs> So that but that would be a third. So that would be a thirst trap. Right, Brandon? Yeah. Like I'm going to start doing it with girls and like posting different mathematical equations. <laughs> like, that's going to be like, what I'm going to do. this okay. a good little hunting shit right there. Oh, for sure. I'm going to be like, if Johnny has 30 watermelons and Susie's <laughs> going to the store with him, how many trips are they going to need to take in a grocery cart that only has three watermelon spaces? And they're going back to Susie's house and they're only concerned with lemons and they bought watermelons at the store. Did you just come up with that lemon? I don't know. I, I just lost my mind because they're, they're, post- they're posting, ask me a question, like they're a teacher in a study group. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense. Welcome, welcome to social media, my friend, in 2021. I'm telling you, I could have talked about this for the whole podcast. I know you could have. I
0: know you could have. But I, yeah, I will say, you know, we're going a little, we're getting a little negative. So I'm going to take it back to a positive brand. I'll give you one little positive that I do think has come from social media. You ready? It, it's Hit good. me. Hit me. I have seen a good trend. Maybe I'm being a little self-serving on this because it it affects me a lot because I'm a participant in this trend. I feel like interracial dating has literally arrived. Like I'm talking about, it used to be like kind of taboo, then became like acceptable. Now I feel like it's the number one top dog as a Cuban gentleman like myself who almost exclusively dates white women and as a white man like yourself who almost exclusively dates uh, non-white women. I feel like this is a this has got to be good news for us because I see it on Instagram or fa- uh, Facebook. I see people that I follow posting a lot of. I'm like, oh wow, look at her. She's dating a little interracially. Good for her. I see it in ads where mo- I feel like more of the ads
1: now have interracial couples than don't. I feel like, dude, it's. I feel like this is this is the world we're at right now. You're just gonna come right out and tell the listeners, uh, kind of our theory that. But- You kind of date girls that look like me and I kind of date girls that look like you. Yikes.
0: Yikes. That is, uh, I I am not a subscribing to that. I think that's so full of shit. Okay. It's a little true. It's a little weird. It is a little weird, but I'm okay. I'm comfortable in that. (laughs) Um, yeah, I I don't know, man. I think it's something that out out of all the shit show that came out in 2020 and everyone hating each other for political reasons. I feel like we're actually seeing results, which is different cultures and types of people coming together, dude. Because I think that's fantastic. And you know what? To celebrate that, Brandon, I'm gonna give you my two favorite interracial couples today. Hit me. Let's go. Number one, the undisputed ace of the staff, the creme de la creme. You have the African American gentleman and the heavyset white girl.
1: Wait, 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 Al. It's twenty twenty one. I think you mean thick.
0: Thick, yes, yes. Thick <laughs> the thick is
1: the term, the T H I C C or whatever. With each C presumably representing like 10 pounds (laughs) so depending on how many C's you want to use is how insulting it actually is but it's it's fine because you're not heavy you're thick 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 is definitely
0: in right now thick is in more than it's ever been and this couple is my favorite this is the first one that really caught on to me because you know what i'll be honest with you guys as a slightly darker latin gentleman i do literally get excited when i'm out just anywhere doing my people watching thing and i see a girl that i would date with a guy who's like around my color. I give a little mini fist bump. I'm like, there we go. We got one.
1: Here it is. Do you ever make eye contact with him and do some type of like uh, Air 5? I should. I yeah. should
0: start doing that. I should be like, dude, I like what you're doing.
1: Yeah. We need like a a, a white flag with like some sort of like black marker on it or a black mark with something like a white girl on it or something like that. It's be like, like a, I got you, dude. It's a
0: celebration, bro. Yeah. It's like, I feel good. I'm like, we got, we got a good one. Here
1: we go. I'm telling you, everybody's going to end up looking like Tiger Woods. It, it, <laughs> you know, Neil Brennan, one of
0: my favorite comics, has a great bit about that where he talks about. The best way for society to get out of racism is we have to fuck our way out of racism. I've He's been like, trying to do it. Nothing but to help inter- society. <laughs>
1: nothing but interracial. Babies. I'm going to do my part. If I can find enough girls, we're going to do our part together, and we're going to you know fuck our way out of racism. We're going to cle- we're going to get everyone kind of to look in that middle ground. So that's can't do it by
0: myself, ladies. <laughs> he walks the walk, guys. He really, Brandon truly walks the walk. So
1: not a big fan of the honkies.
0: After that one comes, I think, the second best one. Now, Brandon, this one hits a little bit closer to home for you, buddy. Are you ready? Hit me. The number two most popular interracial couple that I see is the Asian girl and white kind of dorky man.
1: Oh, yeah. Specifically, a lot of the times, Jewish men. And I think Ooh, yeah, you're right. oh, yeah, yeah. it's because it's like the blending of the two fish cultures, right? We have like the sushi and then we have the lox and bagels and they're like making a nice happy marriage. It's good. <laughs> people helping people. It's good for everybody.
0: Wow, you're right. And all your establishments are open on major Christian holidays, right? You can celebrate Christmas together. You can oh, do, for sure. you can do yeah. all this stuff. That's interesting. I love that. It's my theory. Well, as, as much as we're going a little tongue in cheek with the interracial dating brand, I'm going to share another story with the listeners here. This one is, this is all true stuff from my life. It wasn't always this easy and it wasn't always this accessible to date interracially. Uh, Not that long ago, Brandon, I know you like to bust my chops. I'm only 36. When I was in high school, my most serious girlfriend, who was also half Cuban, by the way, mother was not accepting of me dating her because I was too dark to date her daughter. But she worked in the school, so she couldn't let people know that she felt that way. Mm. So it was kind of this weird taboo, like in between thing. And I was just like, okay, this is you know, this is part of life. Meanwhile, this was like 2002. It wasn't like this was the 1800s. Dealt with that. And then I dealt with the following year when I was 19. My girlfriend was 18 at the time. She was fully Cuban, like 100% Cuban, but Brandon, she was fair skinned. And I was 19. She was 18. And I took her to her senior prom. And it was so bad with her mother, not approving of our potential relationship that I shit you not, I had to show up to the house where the prom pictures are being taken and take a picture with her other friend, pretending to be going with the other friend. So her mom didn't know that we were actually each other's dates.
1: And there's no chance that this just came about because like the tux that you were wearing was that bad. No, no, I was actually wearing a white top tux, I believe, which is pretty bad. Oh yeah. That's
0: terrible. I was grinding. I was grinding my, I was trying to do whatever it took. I was like, I was like, I was basically a secret operative trying to get to this problem. I was trying to make it work because problems like it's like a big thing, dude. I was like, man, this is it. When you're like 18, 19, nineteen, you're, you're. Oh, it like, all feels like it. When
1: you're that age, when you're that age, like right? It. Yeah. it feels
0: like this is like the Super Bowl of dating. You're like, oh my god, this yeah. is
1: the, this is the big stage, and it felt important, you know? For sure, you're like, this is the last girl that I'm ever gonna date. This is the last car I'm ever gonna drive. These are the last sneakers I'm ever gonna wear. Yeah, everything, everything has like a feeling of finality. When I
0: was eighteen, I was firmly convinced that by like age twenty four, I'd be married with two kids. And look at me now.
1: Oh, for sure. I was like naming kids with my ex girlfriend, and now I'm like getting drunk and forgetting my own name. <laughs> it's it's. It's weird, man. It's weird when you try to put yourself in that mindset of like how big
0: you thought the prom was and how big of a deal it was. And like, dude, we don't even dude, Brandon. I feel bad for the kids this year in 2020 who didn't get to have a prom because of COVID and the whole pandemic. It's like that's that's like the last big pageantry thing before like people get
1: married. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I feel like prom has lost a lot of its significance since kids started, like, bumping uglies at a much earlier age. Like, yeah, yeah. I feel like the American Pie era that, like, you and I kind of grew up in where it was like, all right, this is it. I'm going to dress really nice. I'm going to smell really nice. I'm going to put a flower on her hand. Here we go. This is it for me. And now kids are, like, TikToking and, like, having sex at 14, 15, and they don't give a fucking shit.
0: Yeah, you're right. Think about how many movies, like, that we grew up watching – Like the main plot was like, oh, man, this guy's trying to get this go to the prom
1: or like they're going to
0: the prom and it's like the big thing or they're going to this big dance. And
1: yeah, it's like from the from the movie, it like starts. They're like, we're a freshman four years from now having sex.
0: It's weird because we used to lead up to that that big momentous occasion. And now I feel like dating for me and like dating just in 2021 has become the opposite of the prom. There's no formality. There's no like build up to it you know think about it you used to put on a tuxedo get a corset get a limo pick her up now it's
1: a A corset or a corsage al what kind of problem were you having over there it's a corsage corsage is the right word i don't know what what is a corset maybe is corset a word maybe you're wearing a little bit of a yeah corset is like a waist trainer from the uh like 1700s yikes no but i will say that even though i'm like adapting my dating to like uh i don't know modern techniques which makes me sound old as dirt I will say, like competing against some of these younger guys has become such a piece of cake because they do not know how to take a girl out on a date. And I think that it might start with this whole like ending of prom, you know, being a special event. There's no getting of car doors. There's no like being a gentleman. There's none of the Not even getting like regular doors. You see these dudes just like staring down at their phones like assholes. And if you can just put together like a decent amount of like gentlemanly behavior, like These girls are like, wow, this guy kind of how crazy is that? You're so right. The dating
0: landscape has changed so much that it's it's so ultra casual. It's so Netflix and chill vibe that you're right. Like even, you know, picking up a girl for a date or calling them. How about Brandon? How about just calling them instead of being like sending a text message, calling a girl and saying, now now, I'm going to take you to dinner.
1: Oh, now it's not even sending a text message. Now it's like Snapchatting them. Not not even having the like. Oh, I hate the Snapchat. Awful! It's horrendous.
0: Snapchat's the worst, man. My whole life's already disappearing memories. Why do I want to fucking <laughs> go through an app that's going to do that for me? I hate it, man. Or maybe does this mean we're old-fashioned? Brand does this mean we're out of touch, or is it is it or is it something that we as a society should try to improve on?
1: I'm sticking to it, man. I'm sticking to the like you give what you get or you get what you give, and like to me those things are just effort. And I mean I'm guilty of it too, man. Like in my younger days when I had zero dollars to my name, like sure, like it was a little bit more netflix and chill culture because i literally had no dollars to take anybody out but now like you know kind of being a little bit more established like if you're not taking a girl out on a real date it's just laziness
0: well i'll I'll give i'll give a little nugget of information here to our to our female listeners ladies um if you're trying to decipher your man's intentions here's a free pro tip pay attention to the day of the week and the timeliness of which he sets up a date if he hits you up the day of on a tuesday to hang out the nature of your relationship is probably pretty casual. That's not a bad thing, but just be aware of that. If he calls you a day or two in advance to make a weekend plan and take you on like an actual dinner date, he's actually probably pretty interested in you. Now, granted, there's other factors depending on age, work schedule and COVID and all this
1: different stuff, but just a little bit of an insight into the psyche of a man. That's an interesting point there. And like, at what point do you think that that can start to change? Because like, Obviously, if you're dating somebody like three, four weeks, I think you can do the day of plans. No. Oh, yeah. It's very fluid
0: okay. uh, once you get more comfortable with That's each other, I, I think. But I think it's early on, dude. It's like I always see this and like, you know, you hear these girls and they're always dealing with with uh, what they call the fuck boys and all this stuff. And it's like, listen, ladies, if you want to make sure that you know what the guy's intentions are without trying to corner him, there's an easy way to look at. it. That's a nice truth bomb there. I like that. Got to hit him with the truth bombs. Brandon, another thing that I think I find funny now with our cultural dating trends with everything so digital is you know what's a really big deal now? What's that? The tagging of people on social media or the posting of pictures with somebody that you're in the early stages of dating. To me, this is like, this is kind of a, uh oh, like what's happening?
1: Oh, yeah. I had a recent scary situation uh, with someone where they pulled out their phone to take a photo we were on a you know third time hanging out with each other she pulls the phone out takes a photo i'm not sure what of and i'm just like praying to myself that it's like just the food and my hand's not even in it and then i'm like waiting for 30 minutes to see if i'm tagged in it a little bit of a sick in my stomach kind of feeling
0: really you got that nervous over your
1: hand potentially being in a photograph yeah, man, because it's like, I don't know. To me, if you have a second thought about if you should tag somebody in the photo, you are not at the point in your relationship where you can tag them in the photo. And you Dude, I've had girls stop me with that. I've had girls
0: literally be like, Hey, do you mind if I tag you in my story? I'm like, Yeah, I don't care. Like it doesn't matter to me. Like, I don't understand. Maybe I'm maybe I'm I'm falling deaf upon that, why it's such a big deal, but people are like really sensitive about this
1: nowadays, man. Yeah, and maybe I'm paranoid psycho on the other side, but it's like I don't know. I don't know what anybody else is thinking to me. If you like have to ask, like you're not at the point to be doing it. I like that. You know what? And I know you don't want, nobody wants to be felt like they're boxed in a shit. Or how about this? Just stay off your fucking phone for like the first two weeks we're hanging out and then we can like figure things out off of Instagram. Let's do that one. That's pretty good. Okay. I like that. That's refreshing. And and... I'm old school as fuck, but like it's, I, I don't need to have the rest of the world, like interfering with me getting to know somebody. And that's like a nauseating thing for me. Like that whole, like, Take a photo. I know you're about to post it. Don't tag me. I don't want my apartment in it. Like, let's just figure this out between us. And then we can go start posting pictures.
0: Why would you want the girl to get to know you? I thought you wanted her to stay around. Shots fired. Yeah, the whole thing's it just, it just talks about how dating is so freaking weird nowadays, man. It's, it's, you you look, dude, and when you mention about the hand, I'll be honest with you, Brandon, confession, I'm guilty of it. I've looked in girl stories, held my finger on the screen to see if I see a guy's hand when I see a girl who's a school teacher posting a picture at a five-star restaurant where I'm like, all right, I know you're not there by yourself. Somebody paid for that lobster entree in front of you. Are you going to tag the poor guy? Or are you just going to act like you're there by yourself? And I've, I've paused it to do my own detective work, as I'm sure a lot of people do to see who I'm with or other people are with. It's just the, it's the parlance of our times.
1: Oh, I had a situation like that. I had a relationship and, and this was like, I don't know. Three years ago, so I feel like Instagram wasn't at its like all time popularity like it is now. Um, relationship ended. I went out and took a trip uh, to go see a buddy of mine, and he had posted a story. And we were out, and there was people around us. There was girls around us, and my ex noticed my shoe in the photo, and then proceeded to like have an absolute freak out about it. Your shoe in the oh yeah, she's like, I know that shoe. And like blew up to uh, to some common friends that we had. But people oh, yeah. are crazy. And people wonder why I'm paranoid. The
0: level of detective work and insanity that unfortunately I'm joining the herd <laughs> on, it's unhealthy for sure. But it's, dude, it's, it's a, you know what, it, it's a byproduct of the inundation of options that people have in the, you know, the major metropolitan cities. Like we live in South Florida with everyone's trying to find the next best thing. It's like. We're a puppy and somebody threw 50 tennis balls at us, And we're expecting that puppy to come back with one where it's like, dude, it's there's too much. It's like, what are we going to do?
1: Oh, yeah. It's like that tornado of cash that uh, they used to put people inside on the old game shows. And you just see cash everywhere, but you can't seem to grab any of you
0: leave the cylinder and you got like 12 bucks in your hand. You're
1: like, how did I fuck this up so bad? Oh, yeah. And you're sitting there eating at Denny's with your 12 bucks. Like, where did it go wrong? Where did it go wrong? Well, I will say I do have some good news for our listeners next week, guys.
0: Drum roll. We have our very first guest ever on the podcast. We're going to have our good friend, Mr. Jared Syke Lawrence, who is the founder of modernflirting.com. This guy is an absolute legend when it comes to all things dating and relationship. Um, he has some really good advice so we're going to have some really cool topics discussed next week. We hope you guys uh, tune in. In the meantime, please rate, subscribe review us we haven't been doing this podcast very long brandon but you know what we're getting a lot of love back so we appreciate you guys for tuning in that's all the time we have for today for my fantastic interim co-host brandon shaw i'm your host albert Destrade. until next time this is it's not polite to ask